Hello and welcome to episode four of Ordinary, the podcast celebrating ordinary normal people. I'm Tim Young, I'm your host, and I will be interviewing Hassan. So stick around, that interview is coming up in just a few seconds. Excellent. Um, yeah, so yeah, I can hear you perfectly. So shall we just crack on? Uh, yeah, sounds good. Fantastic. Okay, now most people got um, nicknames. I mean, I'm Tim. I'm actually was Timothy, but I used to get called Timmy, Timbosis, Tim, all <laughs> sorts of things. So, so what? How do your close friends? What do they call you? What do work colleagues call you? And what do your family call you? Do you have nicknames? Um. Not really, but when I was younger, my cousins just used to just call me H. And that was it. That was the only nickname I've ever had. So they, they reckon you was from Steps, did they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully it wasn't uh, related to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so let, let's kick off then. So uh, I sent you the questions, so hopefully you're okay with them. Not necessarily all going to be in the order that I sent them to you. So let's start up with where, where did you grow up? Where, where was home? Uh, well, I was born in um, South East London, so uh, a place called West Norwood, which is um, not too far from Brixton, which okay. is, I always mention Brixton, as everyone knows, I think Brixton yep. was everything, maybe not know uh, West Norwood, but um, during my primary school years, I actually uh, moved to live with my grandparents in uh, Tilbury. Okay. So not too far from uh, Tilbury Docks. Yeah, I've heard uh, of Tilbury. Yeah, I mean, it's, it hasn't changed one bit. Um, it's still, <laughs> I don't want to be horrible about it, but it's still quite run down and dilapidated, which is a shame. Right. It's a lovely part of the country. But, um, but yeah, so Tilbury was uh, my formative years, if you like, and then I moved back to London, and, um, and now I'm living in Nottingham. Is, did the people in Tilbury, was there a good sense of community? Oh, definitely. Um me and my grandparents, we lived on a very quiet road. And um, yeah, it's actually some of my happiest days, I think. We, um, lovely community. I had so many good friends on the street that I, I lived on. So yeah, it was a um, lovely place. See, that's the thing, right? We can live in a, we can live in um, a, a rundown uh, place. Netherfield itself is not exactly um, highbrow, but uh, yeah, there's a good sense of community and that really makes it. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. And I haven't really experienced that again since um, I moved to Nottingham, actually. Right. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, I'm originally from Derby, so I'm not from Nottingham, so I can't really... <laughs> yeah. Being a Derby County supporter, I have to keep, keep my, <laughs> my neck in quite a bit. <laughs> no, I love Nottingham. Yeah. So, what was your... From childhood, what's your most treasured memory? Do you have one? I mean, obviously you said... Sort of living around Tilbury was quite good for you. Um, you know, it's it's hard to pinpoint one exact thing. Whereas, um, I think it's more just the broad experience of, yeah. um, you know, from the age of about, I think I moved in about four because my mum fell ill, so I went. That's why I moved to my grandparents. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, so that whole period up until um, I left primary school, that whole, you know. Um, passage of time is very uh, I treasure it a lot yeah excellent did you have any idea what you wanted to be you know when you go through school and, and you left did you, did you have any idea because I I wanted to either be a farmer or a stuntman 
didn't do anything. <laughs> Two very different things. Yeah. Well, I used to set up, I used to have a chair in the, uh, like a settee in the front room in where I lived and then a coffee table beyond that. So I, I would like used to run, jump over the back of the chair onto the seat, roll off and then roll underneath the coffee table. It was ridiculously dangerous, but. To... <laughs> um, for me, I've always wanted to be a writer, actually. Really? And that's followed me all the way through until my adult life. So I did a, a degree in um, creative and professional writing. Um, when I was a kid, I used to, used to fill notebooks full of um, probably terrible stories because I was a young kid. But um, it was the one thing at school that I was always uh, always praised for. All right, excellent. And so, um, and I know from uh, that you actually you um, wrote a novella, didn't you? Because I actually read it. So. <laughs> Oh, did you? Excellent. Yeah. What did you think, being honest? Um, no, I found it, it was very uh, enjoyable. It was quite, it was very fast-paced, which was, you know, enjoyable because you don't want to be too bogged that, down sometimes in a story. I that, like the fact that it was straight to Yeah, that's the whole thing with novellas. You just got to get into it. And you can't yeah. fast. You just got to crack through it. Yeah, but thanks for that. Who yeah, was no your writing heroes? Um, well, one of the the first book that I can remember choosing for myself, um, it was a, actually it was a gift for my first Holy Communion, and I went to I think it was W H Smith, and my auntie just said, "Just pick a book that you want." Yeah. And because I've just you know I breezed through all the books at school, and so I wanted something that was just that just looked good on the cover, and it was big enough that it would take me a long time. And it ended up being um, the Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. All right. Okay. Cool. But at the time, yeah, I re- as a kid, I read that book about five times, and I didn't know until I was a teenager that there were th- this whole series, which sounds weird, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'll have to look out for those. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to like Spike Milligan, and I sort of grew up with Monty Python and that kind of stuff. And um, I remember writing. A story once where this car crashed into a wall and I said it it hit the wall with the sound of a wet cabbage being slapped against a wall. Oh, and that is teacher, horrible. <laughs> yeah. The teacher just wrote in red, what does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, as a kid, one of the um, books that I read multiple times was Misery by Stephen King. And that um, oh, yeah. really made an impression on me because I went to Italy for a holiday because that's where my grandma's from. And I was quite bored because I'd read the books I um, took took with me, and the only English book that was on my cousin's bookshelf was Misery. So, right, <laughs> I read that and um, absolutely loved it. I haven't seen the film. Have you read the film? Does it compare? Oh, the film is brilliant. It's one of those rare films where you can actually say, "Yeah, it really does hold up um, to the book as well." Because the only the only book I've written, which uh, written re- read, which has got a really great um, film adaptation, is uh, is. But and do you know what? I've just started talking about it. It's gone completely from my mind. Oh my! How bad is that? Senior moment. Uh, it's a David Mitchell book, um, not the comedian, the writer, and um, it sort of spans right from sort of the eighteen hundreds up to the future and back again. There are sort of like various different related stories. And for the oh, life of me, is it Cloud Atlas? Did he write that? Cloud Atlas, that's it. Yeah, that yeah. is super. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the film, but I did read the book. Yeah, re- watch the film. It's great. Yeah, I'll definitely. I'll give that. Brilliant. 
So if you could then go back in time and sort of speak to your younger teenage self, or is there any advice that you get, apart from buying shares in Amazon, that kind of stuff? Or... <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it might, I don't know if this is cliche or not, but I would just say um, it, things get better. Don't worry. You'll, uh, you'll get through. Because, I mean, there's been lots of, you know, different tough challenges through life. But it's yeah. just like, don't worry. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll get through. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's good advice, really. Yeah, I mean, we can be saying that to ourselves at the minute. So hopefully, this lockdown's um, coming to an yeah. end soon. Has it affected you very much this period of lockdown with this dreadful COVID nineteen? Um, well, the thing is, I'm because I work in um, I'm a key worker, so I kind of it's been nonstop for me for this uh, pandemic. It's been very stressful, very um, yeah, just completely nonstop. Yeah. So I'm actually quite emotionally uh worn out i can't wait to get back to normal life yeah of course yeah, yeah. where do you work what do you do um well i work with uh well i work for mencab which is so i work with um uh people with learning disabilities yeah who were um all very yeah vulnerable and sort of a lot of them have underlying issues which makes them very um susceptible to being to that you know they would have been seriously ill if they did catch it so it's all about yeah yeah just ppe and um yeah it's been very hard because trying to you know explain why we can't do certain things and yeah it's not been the most pleasant experience yeah i mean one of the things i one of the sort of people i, I did want to interview with someone who was involved in the front line that so um, i'm glad i managed to get to speak to you and I, I just wanted to say thank you anyway for, for doing what you're oh, doing no, no, don't worry you know, without the support of, of people like yourself, you know, this, this pandemic would have been awful. Well, worse, I should say. It's pretty awful now. But, so, yeah, so thank yeah. you for that. Oh, no, no. It's just, um, I guess, it's always just like, you know, we did choose to. Yeah. Yeah, we chose to do it, so. <laughs> like you say, things, you'll get through it. Things yeah. will get better. You, we've got to have a positive outlook on that. Exactly, really. yeah. So, obviously, going back, talking to your teenage self, then you say things will get better. So, it, sort of in that time, is there anything you're most proud of that you've achieved or done? I think I'm quite proud of the fact that um, I managed to somehow get through my degree at a point of time where I was going through very tough things. And um, I'm quite proud that I've come out the other side of the of, um, personal uh, quite proud that I managed to get my degree in the end because um the first time I went to uni I ended up um, dropping out so that was good to get things together and I'm quite um yeah just kind of yeah. proud of what I'm doing now for a job helping people it's nice but uh yeah I'm kind of it's I find it hard to look back I'm quite a forward-thinking person so Good. Yeah, I'm quite. Yeah, I can't really. You know, it's hard to pinpoint things. I'm literally always yeah. just like, well, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's easy for, for some people. Also, yeah, I'm proud of being married, or I'm proud of my kids, or whatever. Yeah, so that, that's cool. Uh, let's have a look. So, okay, I won't ask you this totally on the spot, so don't have to think about it now. But if you got any jokes that 
that are so shareable to to the audience, then please feel free. I'll I'll ask, ask you a little bit later on, see if you know anything, any funny stories. Okay, uh, yeah, favorite holiday destination? Where would you go if you had unlimited funds? <clears throat> unlimited funds, I would love to experience um, Japan. Okay, yeah, and um. Well, in truth, I mean, I've actually been to my dream destination twice now, um, which was Iceland. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, I've been, I was lucky enough to see the Northern Lights, <clears throat> which was absolutely amazing. I kind of ticked it off my bucket list. Excellent. Um, went hiking in Iceland. And we, actually, I went in winter and then went back in summer. And it is just two completely different experiences. I just love Iceland. Yeah. I asked my last guest that this Nick um, about unlimited funds, and he says I don't think I'd want to go anywhere different from the place I love to go. I'd just go for longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a that's I think yeah that's a great answer. Well, actually, the, you know, I don't know if this you know weirdly I'd love to go to Switzerland. <laughs> really, excellent. Yeah. I don't. I, I from what I've seen, I've not actually been to Switzerland as such, but it does look beautiful. Yeah, it looks amazing. I'd definitely like to go to Iceland. So, yeah, uh, if I manage to get that, I will uh, ask you a few questions about it, places to go, etc. I definitely want to see the Northern Lights. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what question, then, should I ask my next guest? I don't know if you've had a chance to have a think about that one. Yeah, I've, I have been thinking about it a lot. I'm trying to think um, <clears throat> whether to do something serious or something a bit more light-hearted so i think i'll go for something a little bit more light-hearted and i'm not sure actually, actually um this has been asked yet because i've only i listened to the first episode with your uh i think it was with wendy yeah. yeah yeah um this is who was your first celebrity crush now that sounds like oh. something that might have been asked already no 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 we don't know that one okay excellent like it the uh, the question that uh that uh, Nick wanted to ask uh, was, it's, it's again on the holiday theme, he said, he says, what was your best ever holiday? Not necessarily your favourite place, but what was your best ever holiday? Um, okay, well, if we just take Iceland and put that one aside, I would say, other than that, and um, this one's important to me on a personal level and very much nostalgic, is um, when my grandma's from a very you know, tiny village in Italy, in um, the south of Italy called uh, Gioia Sinitica. And uh, the times that I went there were absolutely magical to see all my uh, family in Italy and just sort of see this completely different way of life. And um, yeah, that was um, just, yeah, an amazing holiday. And uh, every time I've been back, it's been incredible. Excellent. Yeah. Italy is a place, again, I'd, I'd love to go to. There's so many areas in the world i'd love to go to so, so so many areas in the uk i'd love to visit but uh it's just having the time and the money yes yeah exactly yeah keep plugging away at the lottery every now and again just in the hope <laughs> yeah someone's got to win it exactly yeah <laughs> i think my biggest win was uh, i think five quid or something like that <laughs> i've never won anything in the lottery apart from love the you. lucky dip <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah i don't know okay so Plowing on. Next question. Do you have, uh, this is, I'm asking everyone this one, if the favourite prehistoric animal? 
Uh, yes, and I'm not sure if I'll get the uh, pronunciation right, but it's uh, Dilophosaurus. Oh, yeah, the ones from the Jurassic Park with the frill, isn't it? It just is looks the ones? amazing, that one. Yeah. And it strangely reminds me of um, a, a character in a horror film called Jeepers Creepers. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've heard of it, but I've not actually seen it. Okay. Was that the one with the, the um, Jeepers Creepers, with like a scarecrow type thing, is it? Um, oh, yeah, there's a bit in a movie. Yes, that's one of the um, images that everyone has seen from that movie. But, uh, yeah. Uh, which was quite creepy and I watched it because I was quite young but um, but yeah for some reason it just reminded me of that and I just love the way it looks so yeah I don't, don't tend to watch the, don't tend to watch sort of modern horror films when I was a kid I used to watch like the Hammer House of Horror type things you know Frankenstein and Dracula and Werewolf that would just love that kind of oh, stuff oh yeah my mum loves those films <laughs> oh brilliant yeah, I used to try and try and when I was a kid, I used to watch TV and I used to try and remain as still as possible on the floor without making any movements. So, because I hopefully that my parents would forget I was there and let me watch the film and stop up a bit later. <laughs> yeah, I used to do something similar when I was a kid. My uh, so my, you know, my was in primary school, so my grandma would send me to bed quite early and uh, I always wanted to stay up, so I'd sneak into their bedroom because they had an old black and white TV in there. And I mean, you know, ancient, the ones we have to turn the dial to uh, get any kind of picture. And I would just kind of sit there on the end of, on the, end of the bed, just listening, listening, listening. And as soon as I'd heard that door downstairs go, I would just sprint back into my bedroom as quickly as possible and you know, <laughs> climb into bed. Yeah, this way it would be good to have like the skin of a chameleon. Then you just sort of blend into the carpet and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, so we're near the end of my question. So... Um, is there anything else that you, you particularly want to talk about? Any, any good stories that you want to tell or even a joke, perhaps? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> such a stupid joke, but I'll, yeah, I'll go for it. Um, two two monkeys in a bath, and one of them goes, Ooh, and then the other monkey goes, we'll turn on the cold tap then, <laughs> which is really bad. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I do love that joke. I have heard that before. That is good. That is one of my favourites. One of my favourites is what's the last thing that goes through a fly's mind when it hits the windscreen of your car? Uh, it's go. bottom. <laughs> I do love a bad... Yeah, bad jokes are the best, I think. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, graffiti in a multi-storey car park is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> yeah. I have heard that one. And it, yeah, these kind of jokes, they just crack me up. Yeah. Oh, I don't have one thing I forgot to ask you. Concerts. Is there a particular concert that you've been to? Who would you normally go and oh, God. go and listen to? Yeah, so I've seen the Electric Light Orchestra and um, we went to see Hugh Jackman in concert. And um, Really? Yeah, that was good. That was down in London. That was fantastic. He was doing the Greatest Showman tour. That was great. Oh, okay. Um, well, the very first one that I went to is just one of the, the classic teenage stories. It was, about, it was the um, the night before my English literature A level. Yep. And one, basically, my favourite band at the time, or well, the favourite band of my whole of all of my mates, was playing a band called Weezer. Oh yeah, I know them. And um, they were playing at Brixton Academy, and it was like, oh god, you know, why did it have to be that night? <laughs> 
at the closest venue. Yeah. We do. So we, I told my mum that I was going to my best friend's house to study. He said, uh, and then my other mate said, oh, I'm going to this house to study. Whereas, in fact, that we all just got together, got a few beers beforehand, went to Brixton Academy and had <laughs> just the most amazing time. They played every song from our favourite album. And then um, the next day, just, you know, fuzzy-headed, went to, did the, uh, to do the A-level and uh, we all passed. <laughs> so, nice. Uh, other concerts. I've been to see uh, Janelle Monet. That was very, um, that was amazing. And uh, Hot uh-huh. Chip, that was quite good. Okay. So, yeah, I've been, to, yeah, I've been to quite a few concerts, but that very first one would always be the one that, um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever, we'll ever hit that high again because just, you know, it's very nostalgic and very, uh, yeah. Very fun. Excellent. So thank you very much. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with me. And I, but obviously, I shall let you know as soon as it's on. So thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. that, Hassan. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. So quick as a flash, episode four of Ordinary, the podcast for ordinary normal people, is finished. My thanks to Hassan for spending some time with me and uh, telling me his stories. It was really great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Now, if you haven't listened to the other episodes, obviously, I do have a listen because they're really good. And once you've listened to them, listen to them again. You'll, you'll learn all about Wendy in the first episode and Alex in the second episode and Nick in the third episode. So thank you very much. See you again on the fifth episode.